All right, guys, big episode of the Nordies podcast. Captain Jack Sparrow could return. Maybe Christian Bale returns as the Dark Knight as well. We talk about the Kenobi final, who holds the title belt for each streaming service, and we rewatch Spider-Man Homecoming. Here we go. podcast i'm eric i'm here with ryan and jim how is it going guys doing well man i'm all right man i'm i'm okay how about you i'm okay too kind of a bummer of a week will hopefully um make people feel a little bit better with some good content um but we're sorry to anybody who um, been struggling to cope with some of the damaging news and decisions that have been happening in our country so we're gonna we aim are- to be we're gonna aim to just be the opposite of scotus yeah sorry sorry for the females. Yeah. To everyone. And Sorry that's the start of it. Existing. So, anyway. All right. So, uh, guys, here we go. Before we dive into our show, uh, we need everyone to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Nordeast Podcast. Also, subscribe anywhere that you guys get your favorite podcasts from and get the Nordeast Podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week for free. Let's go. All right, guys. What do you drink? appreciate that. All right. I'm over in, I'm up north, actually. Castle Danger. Pretty good brewery. What'd you guys say? I mean... They don't do a lot, but they did release a new six-pack of um, a hazy beer. They're calling Aurora Haze, kind of on brand. Um, once again, their can looks like it was made using not Photoshop, but um, like Word from 97. Clippy! Yeah, Clippy. Clippy helped with this, but it's a very good beer. It's They, they do everything pretty well. Uh, 7%. I'm enjoying it. Um, pretty good price on this thing, too. So, yeah. It's Who actually, is that again? It's actually good. Castle Danger. Ah, uh, there we go. Yeah. yeah now the, the, <laughs> the Clippy reference makes sense. Go for it. Sweet. Uh, I, I only got one beer that was cool this week. So, I'm back at uh, Deschutes uh, finishing up my six-pack of the Squeezy Rider uh, West Coast IPA. All right. Um, really solid beer. I mean, it's, it's a Deschutes beer. So, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm gotcha. drinking uh, the... Full Panther, Dragon Fruit, Passion Fruit, and Cherry Sour from our friends up at Junkyard. I was going to wow. say, that sounds like a Junkyard name. Yeah. Is that a Thicky Boy? No, it's not. It's like a really oh. thin, delicious sour that's pretty tart. Love that. Yeah, me too. All right, guys, here we go. Time to move on to Do We Care? And the only place that we could possibly start is with Johnny Depp. He's been everywhere oh. in the news. He's become a hero <laughs> of, of sorts, um, even though he doesn't feel like a hero to me. It depends. Like, do you hate women? Yes. Then he may be your hero. Do you think that there's complicated, nuanced domestic situations and that sometimes everybody involved is a giant piece of shit? Then you might be more on my level. Are, are you are you an Elon Musk supporter? Right. Then you're probably on Johnny Depp's side. The Venn diagram there is like a circle. Yeah. So Johnny Depp, completely douchebag. He hasn't made a very good movie in a long time. And they're giving us something we've all been dying for. $300 million worth of Johnny Depp coming back to Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> yeah. That nobody asked for. I mean, right. we tried Nobody to do a this. rewatch, and didn't we quit after three? Yeah, we didn't finish it. Yeah, we watched at least three. Yeah, we watched and three. Five, I was and like, good. The second one, I was like, getting worse. The third one, I was like, this is awful, and then we didn't watch anymore. I kind of like the third one, but anyways. <laughs> but then, do you remember when, like, a few weeks ago when I was like, yeah, um, actually, this is probably a couple months ago, I was like, Margot Robbie is set to now reprise, or not reprise, but like replace Johnny Depp and take over this franchise. So I don't know what's happening with her, but it looks like they want Johnny back. Um, I could totally see them both being in it. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe we just don't care about this. Oh, it, I can picture it already, guys. Um, yeah. Name some kind of weird pirate like myth that like we've never heard of because we fuck, and then right. it's gonna be it's gonna be his sister. She's gonna be his sister. Hey, mermaids. Uh, it's gonna be They're something gonna like that. It'll be mermaids, and she'll be his sister. And the mermaids will be like the um kind of scary version of mermaids, not like the beautiful black, version of them. Black rum, oh, be black yeah, rum be rising, and like yeah, go. and like that's what it will be. And she'll be his sister, who's like also a drunk and also like kind of a maniac. And like they'll be kind of like this weird brother sister duo that like barely escapes everything and it's is it gonna be like incestuous where you're like are they are they is that i mean weird if that's what you want to see i don't know it's I don't, um, damn i don't want to see any of it to be honest with you yeah uh, i'll go ahead and say i don't care i don't think i care about this one um no they're not they're not gonna make another good pirates and, movie. and, and you're the you're, who's in you're it. kind of the the resident staunch pirate uh supporter if there was one of us it'd be out me, of the I three suppose. of us yeah, yeah 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 no don't care don't care all right how about this something i think we would care about christian bale said he would be more than happy to do one more batman movie so long as it was directed by christopher Nolan. would this interest you guys at all <coughs> yeah can you imagine <laughs> can you imagine can you imagine if like next week they announced that christopher nolan's next movie is going to be you know, like, I don't even know the story, but it, what's the one where he's older and he's, like, kind of killing cranky? The Killing Joke? Yeah, that, like, The Killing Joke. Well, we, already, or... we already had the Joker and he died. Yeah, so it wouldn't be him. Um, I don't know. I can't remember. But, like, he's, like, the older Batman and he's a badass and he's got, like, you know, Robin. Um, they did a whole, like, animated series. Somebody's, like, oh, screaming uh, at the Batman fucking... versus Superman. <laughs> not that one not that one martha i think the problem is um, a lot of the really good batman movie or comics are have the joker in them and so they'd have to find one that didn't but like oh dude you know this would be like the fourth at least the third or fourth best batman movie just right off the block it'd probably be like the third best like my guess Wait, is it, you? Would be, it would be christopher nolan's second or third best batman movie which makes it the third best something like that hold on matt's joker to musical meet Christian Bale's Christopher Nolan uh Batman 4. Okay. Don't hate Who says that. No. Uh I would just want it to be literally only up to Chris Nolan. I don't want anybody else interfering. Let him do whatever the fuck he wants. Uh I think it'd be beautiful. It'd be brilliant. I also think that Christian Bale's really good and just a really good actor. Imagine what really? Christopher Nolan could do with someone like Joaquin Phoenix as like the evil villain. Even though he already right. had Heath Ledger. Uh I think he could do wonders with a character like that. Yeah, there's got to be some villains left for him to fuck with. Um, I'm only thinking of the ones that was already in there. I mean, we got Mr. Freeze. We could bring him out. Uh, I don't think he, they fucked with the Penguin at all. They could bring him yeah. in. He already did the Falcone stuff. He already did uh, Scarecrow. Ivy. He did Scarecrow. He did... Um... Catwoman, he did, yeah, and Joker. So Penguin is available. He, he hit, he hit the highlights. I it think. had to be Penguin. Penguins. Well, like you know, you know, Chris Nolan looked at that from a trilogy and was like, uh, "I am not touching the Penguin. That guy's fat and stupid." Yeah, I'm gonna pick some of the best villains. Well, it doesn't really matter. He did Raza um, Ghoul already, which was cool. Yeah, and Talia. Cool. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really matter what they do; they'll figure something out and make it awesome. Um, definitely care. Yeah, definitely care. All right, Stranger Things is obviously the big topic of the week as the final two episodes of what was an absolutely mesmerizing um, first act of season four 
dropped a month ago. Now we get the second part here for 4th of July weekend. The last two episodes are about four hours in total, which is going to be super exciting. Um, good news for us here in Minnesota is Steve. No, I'm not sure what his real name is, but Steve from Stranger Things is in Minnesota for the next few months hanging out in the Twin Cities. I hope I run into him. I love Steve. I might go out more often just in hopes. Yeah, so his name is Joe Keery. Uh, yeah, he's here to film a movie, kind of an indie movie, which is sort of still what he's doing uh, at this level. And yeah, that which is this kind of cool. They're even doing a movie here, and they're doing their started photography like last week. He's already out and about getting photographed. A uh, big deal for us here. That's like the biggest celebrity we got at this point, which is maybe kind of sad, but pretty cool. He's hitting vintage shops. So um, maybe LaFlame Vintage, your brother, can hit him up. I think LaFlame needs to hook him up with some gear. Yeah, just like, dude, come by. You can pick out a shirt. Maybe you buy a couple other ones. And uh, yeah, that would be super cool. I think I should take all the stuff out of my main level, make it into like a gallery, and then hang up all of my brother's clothes, let him come sell out of my gallery house to steve for 10 percent? no for free just like a oh, photo what a, what a guy an instagram post like an instagram post of me oh dude yeah. it's, it's, <laughs> dude it's steve from stranger things like like he deserves it he's hot right now dude he's hot stranger things is the title belt holder right now for tv i mean it's it's uh as close as we've gotten to peak game of thrones right where everybody has is caught up everybody's week to week um I think now looking back, absolutely brilliant that they ended up breaking up the last part of the season by a month. And not, although it's going to work out awesome for them because everybody's ready for this and it will be a huge cultural moment this weekend. Uh, But they also just weren't finished with the last two episodes. So that's why they did it, Uh, which makes a lot of sense. And they're going to be perfect. I can't, I I have, I had kind of bottom of the barrel hopes for the season. Like, eh, maybe it's as good as season three, whatever. It's like as good as it's gotten. And I fully expect these last two episodes to blow me away. Can't wait. So yeah, Joe um, Curie, let's go. I want to see I him. Love it. Also, we might be getting a Duffer Brothers Stranger Things spinoff. What in the world could this possibly be about? I, I don't know, right? I mean, that's that's the beauty of it. There's a ton of stuff they can do. I have an idea of what I want to see out of it. Um, and I maybe you guys have an idea. Do you want me to share my idea? There's nothing out there besides the fact that even if the Duffer Brothers wanted to go do a little something else, Netflix desperately wants to keep Stranger Things going in some way, which you'd understand it's by far their best show. Um, it's their mark. I mean, it's their marquee. It's show. everything for that for them right now, and it's it's ending season five. Whenever that comes out, a year and a half from now, is it? Um, it is. It is Game of Thrones level to for Netflix. Them. So they're probably going to do something else. Here's what I want to see. Whatever it is, whatever characters are in it, I want it to be modern day. Um, We've seen what happened in the 80s. Nothing that's going to happen in season five is going to be big enough that it made the national news. You know what I mean? Or it made like it, the world isn't going to end in this this series because it's set in 1985 in our world. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, let's bring it to the future and have something modern day where it's like the stakes could be even higher in that way. Um, it's not just maybe like some kids or a town at risk in the middle of you know the country. They could ramp it up. Um, they could totally explore so much. Of, now that they've established how all these rules work and they're really digging into that, they're not afraid to like explain how the upside down works and what the rules are. Um, it's not just you know magic and you just ignore it. It's like there's some logic here and... I love that they do that. All that's established, so play with it, right? Do more. Do something now. But I, the only the only reason I would say that I don't think they would do that is that 
that ruins the vibe of the world if that makes sense, if that makes sense with all with of the like of what retro about it yeah well like the retro tunes and like every you know like the the music and everyone's on you know it's like mm-hmm. watching the sandlot yeah. right it, it it like takes you back in time mm-hmm. to when people drove like the grocery getter you know uh you know cars and and older vehicles and yeah. people had like coke bottle glasses and these vintage shirts and everything like i think the motif of the show will kind of have to stay the same i don't know if bringing it into modern day they might not do it but i don't think they should be afraid to not do it i don't think that the the nostalgia is the best part of the show i think it's the humor is the best part of the show um and that the fact that like, every shot looks fucking incredible and the production is perfect um it's those two things so i think that i agree but i be think afraid to do that but i, I can see them actually going back to like Let's capture some 70s vibes for this next season. That would actually be much easier for them. No, I think no. it. You're all wrong. What? What's up? You know Shut it. Shut up, already, Eric. What needs to happen is it needs to move forward into the future, but not too far. It needs to move to 1997, Bloomington, Minnesota. Mm. Okay. And okay. these kids have to go to places like the Mall of America and um, what's it called? Uh, Valley science Museum? Yeah. And the Science Museum. And it's um, because at the end of, of it all, at the end of this series of Stranger Things, Eleven traps the main villain in, with her power. But, you know, whatever, these weird, nerdy Minnesota 1997 kids have to do something that releases this monster into their world. And then everyone who's a 90s kid gets to look back on a time of their life, which doesn't feel too foreign to them. And it feels like something they lived through. And so we get the throwback, cool nostalgia stuff, but in a time that we haven't had a ton of movies and shows cover, at least not enough. It's not a bad idea. It's not bad. And honestly, I I actually could believe it. Number one, Joe Curie is in Minnesota. So he's scouting right now. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Number two, it'll get could look and feel like Mighty Ducks which everybody remembers fondly, right? So they already have that kind of basis of like, it will feel familiar being in Minnesota. The kids could be on a hockey team. Um, they could have a bunch of cool, like, you know, crazy winter scenes, which they haven't been able to do. It's it's not a bad idea, Eric, I gotta say. It's a great idea. 90s, like like mid to late 90s would be perfect for this. And like, they kind of released the monster, but like the whole thing is a government cover-up. So even if crazy shit happens, none of this stuff from Hawkins or from Russia or from anywhere in the world ever gets released to the public. So it's not right. like, like, like oh, maybe no, like happening. the nerdy tech kid, like figures out a computer and like can look back and like find some of the stuff from that, but they're not, they're loosely more loosely tied. Right. Yeah. I don't so they, they don't know that this really happened in the past, or at least they don't initially know that. Right. And so you don't have to include the, the people from the show. You don't have to age them up or do shit. Like they don't have to be part of it at all. Maybe yeah. Hopper, comes in at some point for a fun cameo but like for the most part it's completely separate it's just like two men that live on a lake that are always feuding (laughs) grumpy old men reference ryan got it maybe uh maybe one of their dads is a big like laying pipe guy right did you mount her yeah (laughs) there we go i love it all right, so we're all on board for more Stranger Things. Um, what about Dune 2? We got some news about the cast of Dune 2, and it's coming out in, like, fall of 2023. We're really pumped about this, right? Yeah, they keep adding talented people. They added that um, Leia Sadu, who's, you know, that she's, like, the beautiful French actress that was in Bond and stuff. Um, you know, they just keep stacking it up. Everybody wants to be in it. Who wouldn't want to go work with Denis? So he can get whoever he wants. It's good news. And... 
Um, we got the release date for the film, which is going to be October 2023. Yep, love it. End of end of October ish. It might change from you know here to there, but um, it seems like they're trying to corner the you know holiday Thanksgiving you know Halloween kind of movie market in the in the late fall early early winter. Can't wait. All right, guys. And- as Eric said, this is pre-Star Wars, so this is like what Star Wars should have been, but better. All right, uh, something else. Uh, this is not pre. This is post. George R. R. Martin is going to be involved in the Jon Snow sequel series with the working title. Isn't there already a show called Snow? There was Snow Snowfall on FX. Um, okay, thanks, George. I'm sure you think you're really important to this. Um, I'm sure you're just getting collecting a check. I hope. I don't really I don't really need him involved at this point. Um he was also involved in the disastrous last seasons or so he said, right? I mean, he likes to say he's there on set, he's very important, but they just did whatever they wanted anyway, so. Yeah, man. I don't know, George, just write the fucking next books, please. That's never happening. He's I'm just counting money. He's like, "Why would I work? I'll just like get paid for them to make up their own shit of money." I get it. We're excited um, for the show. Very excited for the show. I uh, don't need his involvement. Just get talented writers. <laughs> Don't you think he could just easily, though, sit down with a team of people and just say, dude, I'm not going to write this fucking book. I'm going to have you write it. We're going to co-write it. It's going to be my ideas and my story, and you're going to write it all for me. How come he can't just do that? Does he even have good ideas anymore? Or if he did, wouldn't he be putting them into the end of Game of Thrones or a Song of Ice and Fire? True. I don't True. know. All right, uh, guys, it's time to move on to Hot Rex and Not Rex. We all finished Kenobi. Yeah. Yes. The we best did. show. Of all time. Yeah, it, I'm ready to retract now that we've seen it in completion. It is not the greatest show of all time. It's one of the most average shows of all time. Uh, I think ultimately it's forgettable. Um, nothing is going to really stand out about this show. Ewan McGregor did his very best to add some gravity to it, but it just ultimately, it was set in a time period where we know nothing really happened, right? Nothing, or else we would have heard about it. And uh, nothing really happened in the show. So they tried to introduce a character, Reva, that we were supposed to care about. Um, didn't really care about her. And she was the worst part of the whole show. She was by far the worst part of the no, show. No, I, I don't think, think she was that bad. I Anything think she was that she fun. did was nonsensical. And she was the worst part of the show. By, no, by a was, significant amount. Nah, she was okay. All of the stuff that was Vader and uh kenobi was cool was good i mean but even that i'm like watching and i'm like okay this is bordering on an a you know what i mean like this is pretty good stuff now um Mm -hmm. but that doesn't really elevate it enough you know they had to use that sparingly they couldn't use that the whole show so they just had to fill it with other stuff this was i mean overall you know for me some people may say hey that was pretty good that met my expectations for me it was so far below my expectations. You guys know what my expectations were. I'm very the disappointed show was with the show. It's a four-hour show that should have been a two-hour movie. Exactly. Why? Yeah, yeah exactly. For sure. Dude, if they had made that movie and they got Ewan back for it, and they had like actual production and talented, you know, movie people doing it. I think we all would have been very into it. Um, I could have been cool with it, but like, like I think that there's a thing where they think that they have to make shows for TV and movies for theaters. But I think that they could easily make like what is a show, like, or how about this? Why don't they Stranger Things it for these when they when they're obviously adding so much filler? Why don't mm-hmm. you get two episodes instead of six, and the two episodes are each an hour and 15 minutes. So it's pretty much a two hour movie that they release over a two week period. Right. You know, a two and a half hour movie that you, you know, get. I'm sure Disney was like, dude, we don't want two hours of content. We need at least, you know, five hours of content. 
Um, it needs to be longer. Like we have to deliver content right now. We're a content plant f- platform. That would be my guess um, because there was a lot of a lot of filler on there, a lot of bad scenes, a lot of cringy shit. Ultimately, a disappointment. You know, better than than Boba. Not as good as Mando. Puts it right in the middle. Snoozer. Yeah, and it's a problem when it's a six episode season, and the best episode is episode five. Mm-hmm. And I know there was some high points in the finale, but also, um, oh my god, the the episode was over after thirty minutes, and now we're adding twenty minutes of fluff. For no reason whatsoever, other than the fact that we have to like bring the, you know, we're building this road and then we got to bring it back to, uh, to make sure that, you know, the Leia story lines up with where we left it, you know, God knows whatever. So all of that being said, it was a decent show. Um, it had some high points. It took way too long to get going. Um, episode five of six was the best one, but that, doesn't make it the best show of all time and i'm sorry jim i agree with you that in your retraction i we were rooting for you we were all behind you and i think you were ultimately let down by the writing i think the the guy that wrote the show had very little experience and kind of sucked yeah (laughs) i think you nailed it you nailed it so here's the question if you guys you know you're only gonna get Say you get four Star Wars seasons of television a year on Disney Plus. Do you want one of them to be Obi Two? No, neither do no. I. Nope. So no, I'm going to write it for you guys right now. What Ooh. I want is the next show is besides Mando season three, which I'm pretty pumped about. And, and you're Ahsoka. excited for Ahsoka, and I'm actually excited for um, who's that dude that also died? More shows about people that died. That sucks, um, but it does look good. The Spy Guy Andor yeah. that looks cool. Okay. That looks good. Yeah. So here's what I want. I want a show about some Jedi that we don't know, or maybe like comic book nerds know about, but I don't know about. And they're like a little group of like Jedi that are like on the run that are trying to like get some kind of like destroy some kind of Sith weapon or something like that. And they're being hunted by the Inquisitors and by Darth Vader. And they have like some kind of heroic mission to save younglings or to save information or to protect the Jedi temple or to do some kind of cool thing that hasn't happened before. And is a story that we know probably doesn't end well for them. And we get to see the sheer power of Vader and how scary he is and how terrified even Jedi are of him. But Mm -hmm. we get to see like some fun one-off story of some like cool Jedi knights trying to make a difference in a world that they're kind of like on the run. That's what I want. I like it. I got one even better for you. Ready? Okay. Um, A young Jedi become joins the Knights of Ren, but then, you know, early on he figures out this isn't for me. Right. So now he's on the run from the Knights of Ren. He's it's one it's maybe it's four hours. Maybe it's four episodes of one hour each. Right. Keep it small. Keep it good. That would be really cool because they totally fucking squandered the Knights of Ren. J.J. Abrams killed him off in like an afterthought seen at the you know finale of of his trilogy so that would be cool too i would love that i want more nights of ren they fucked it up yeah or are you gonna write it from us or are you just gonna say they sound great no i think i mean everything that you guys said has been said like yeah i i i think we've we've covered this many times okay all right well i'm gonna tell us tell you guys about something that i watched that i haven't covered yet and that is doctor strange and the multiverse of madness it is now on disney plus if you have disney yeah. plus you can now stream this for free I loved this movie. Yes. yes. Sweet. I loved this movie. I thought this was so different and refreshing from Marvel, which I think Marvel has fallen 
too deep into their own formula at points where they've made things that were boring and formulaic. It was like a nickel at some points where you're like, yeah, I know it will be on the radio, but that doesn't mean I enjoy it. Mm. And this was so different. (laughs) This was like, it was like scary. It was horror. It was a new type of conflict. It was some big time actors and actresses doing incredible work. I thought that Benedict Cumberbatch was fantastic as he always is. He's one of the best, if not the best in the world right now. Mm-hmm. I think it had it had uh, what's her name Lizzie Olson is that what she goes by now Lizzie Olson who is just an insanely great actress and the cutest actress on earth I think and it had like such a cool not at times in this movie but yeah I, I yes. get you. Um, it was scary. It brought in new characters. It had cameos that were so interesting and had me asking so many questions. It was crazy violent for a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. And I just really thought they crushed this with a totally different genre of Marvel movie. It kept me on my toes. I heard so many people saying things like, man, they made some really interesting decisions about where the MCU was going. And I was like, shut the fuck up. It was just a really cool movie. And it shows that they're not one dimensional. They're not one note at this point. They can do all types of movies. And I want a few more, not too many more, but a few more that are a lot like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I really like, I, you know, my review a while ago echoes most of that. I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, maybe the only complaint I'd have is like sort of their treatment of their female characters, just that like they all are dying. Um, (laughs) there's not really many left. Uh, they give them like a big heel turn and then a death and it's like, okay, holy shit. Um, but you know, they introduced another one and I really thought, I thought, did you guys like America in this movie? I did. I thought she was great. I thought she was awesome. She was uh, a very LGBTQ friendly character as she had two mothers um, and was wearing a love is love um, jacket, which I thought was really cool with the pride flag on it. All that is awesome. I love how inclusive Marvel has uh, become in the last couple years after giving us mostly white superhero stories for a long time. And I don't know. I thought that they just crushed this movie. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was so fun. And I think that the multiverse is um, confusing to people. It's a crutch, a retcon crutch for sure. And it can be overdone. But I thought like how hectic this movie felt. Um, It felt like nothing was permanent, but in all of the right ways. It felt like they were able to um, try anything they wanted in this movie. And whether it hit or not, it was okay. And so I, I just I thought they knocked this one out of the park. I really, really like. Yeah, I feel like it's really rewatchable. You know, you get through some of them um, and you feel like, yeah, that was really good, you know, but when do I really want to see it again? Uh, this, I just feel like there's so much going on that you're going to get a little bit more each time you watch it. So I can't wait to watch it again. My kids watched it and they're pretty young and they really loved it. So yeah, although it is scary and I'm a little worried about nightmares tonight, we'll see what happens. Brian, what are your thoughts? Yeah. It, well, and like from where Doctor Strange 1 came from, which was, I mean, I think we would call that film a bit underwhelming. Oh, I don't right? really like, like it. That's talk like, about something that's tep- not rewatchable. I don't care about that movie at all. Yeah, like tepid, like, but yes. like the expectations when that was coming out were a lot higher. And I think that maybe with this one, <clears throat> the expectations were a little bit lower 
But Sam Raimi took a lot of risks, um, given the fact that his last good film was probably Spider-Man 2, which was, as I don't know where our rewatch is at, but was 20 years ago. Like, God knows. I mean, it, it was a long time ago. Oh, yeah. And it's not like he's made a million bad movies in between. No. It just doesn't work very much. I don't know what he's doing, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Might not be <laughs> a great director. Yeah. Who knows? True. <laughs> <Right. laughs> I know. And, but the other, the other through note, that everyone is talking about is like kind of these homages, these mini homages to kind of the horror genre, which is what made Sam Raimi, you know, kind of a, a famously good director uh, mm-hmm. for that, for that type. And I think you definitely feel that sense of dread at times in, in watching this movie where you like, I mean, even from the opening sequence, you're, you're just like, Oh my gosh, like this, there's a lot going on here. Um, anyway, I think it's a really well done movie. Um, I think it exceeds what the pre- like what the first movie was trying to do. Um, and the the only issue that I have is we don't really know where Phase Four is going. Mm-hmm. So like how this all fits into the larger Marvel Cinematic Universe. You know, with yeah. with the other stuff we do, like well, okay, Strange has to be a part of Infinity War, so we got to make him his own movie. Yeah, where where does this fit? Uh, with everything, who knows? Yeah, but maybe we'll see eventually. I know. I I do agree that it's like I would like to see some, and it, they don't even use the post credit scenes to introduce some kind of new villain or a hint at like, like who's controlling like a the old book. Maybe it's yeah. somebody that's been pulling strings all time. We haven't heard any of that. We have no idea what they're going to do with Avengers five, six, whatever it is. I think that the craziest thing to me. Um, was sorry, my cat literally turned on my television. Um, <laughs> I, I think that the craziest thing about this was that, like, my favorite moment was this is spoilery, but it's so early in the movie. Um, I thought my favorite part is when, um, she was like, Maybe you bring America to me, and then she was like, Hold on, you didn't say her name, did you? Mm-hmm. And I was like, Yes, it was so masterful yeah. how they did all of that. I don't care where they're going because I know they're going to bring some cool stuff in. We're early in this probably 10-year cycle of storytelling at this point. And so I know they play the long game and they've done it better than anyone ever. Well, okay, but yeah. Eric, I'm I'm sorry to interrupt you, but like we've had multiple Marvel shows. We've had multiple Marvel movies. Where would you say this is headed at this point? Um, I think we're going to get um, the X-Men soon, soonish. Is but not in this phase. Way. Now, probably, I, mean, even, like, I think that these just phases are bigger. It in this movie, so I think their phases are probably bigger than they'd let on. Like, I think that like the whole Thanos Avengers first part of Marvel was a 10 year story, whether it was in phase one, two, three, whatever. Like, yeah, I think it was a 10 year story from the first Avenger to Infinity War and Endgame, right? Right. And so I imagine that like we've now entered the next 10 year period, and in that 10 year period, we will get. Um, deeper stories for Wanda, for um, Captain Marvel, for uh, Black Panther, for Spider-Man, for Doctor Strange, etc., etc. And then we'll get the X-Men and we will get the Fantastic Four. And what's their big villain's name? Uh, Doom. Yep. Doom. Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom. That would be really cool. I'm going to assume we're going to get like a Doctor Doom as like a Thanos like character or something like that. You know, like we're just going to get some another big huge story where... 
all of these, the X-Men and the Fantastic Four and the Avengers who remain have to come together to defeat Dr. Doom Company, you know? Like, I think that's awesome. And it's going to be awesome. That that sounds cool. I I totally agree. That sounds awesome. But that also makes me think, like, why am I watching uh, Captain and, you know, or uh, what was the, sorry, Mm, mm, mm. the Anthony Mackie (laughs) Captain America show. You know, or why are you watching um, it? Because you have a Disney Plus subscription, and they're. I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like, like when, I don't when, think those, when those when when that stuff pops up, and we like talk about it, and we get excited about it. Like, if there's no vision for where that's headed, it feels a little bit lost. It felt like it felt like there was much more of a plan, like a yeah. succinct plan of like, here's what we're going to introduce. We're gonna we're gonna slowly do this. We're gonna do Ant Man, and then we're gonna do this, and then we're gonna go to you know and loki and all this stuff and now it just feels like we got a lot of cool characters and we got some good ideas for shows how it all kind of syncs together eh? we'll figure that out later so it just it just feels a little haphazard at this point is all i'm saying i agree it's kind of like um the book of boba fett where they're like we're not going to give you anything of importance in book of boba fett he is just a crime lord but a fair one and yeah pretty much the moral of the story so and that was a huge waste of time yeah what a trash show all right guys it's time to move on. but all, all all the more reason all the more reason sorry eric to to question like whether or not there's a plan for this i bet you there is uh a team of people all making well over six figures no no there's not that only <laughs> job is to sit in a room and like write on a whiteboard about this shit <laughs> I'm sure. Um, all right. Tyler's dream job. Let's move on to um, what shows are not trash. And that's a new Jimmy Channel segment of title belt holders um, from each of the streaming services. So yeah. we'll top on in. So let's just go through them. Let's just go through. And then together we're going to decide like, hey, what what is holding up each of these streaming services? Because there's a few of them now. Mm-hmm. So I think that most of these, we're going to come to a, a pretty easy agreement. I'm going to hold off one to the last because there may be some discussion on it. Okay. Um, Amazon. We're getting Lord of the Rings later this year. But for now, I think we can all agree it's the boys. I don't even know what else would be up for consideration with Amazon. I find myself yeah. so excited about the um, whatever it's called show, like the documentary series of soccer teams when they cover Arsenal this year. Um, <laughs> all or nothing. But I don't think anyone else watches All or Nothing, really. So <laughs> I would say The Boys is pretty handily their their um, their main show. Yeah. And they, they maybe wish it was that, that Wheel of Time, but it's not. It's just it's not. not. It's not Wheel I watched of time. about 15 okay. minutes of Wheel of Time before I dove off. And that's like... I, I don't know if I've ever watched so little of a show. Like, yeah. it was a show I was excited for, and after 15 minutes, I was like, I don't think this is for me. Wow. I watched yeah. the whole thing, which was bad. Um, all right, so Apple Plus, this is the easiest one. It's Severance. 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 That <laughs> I mean, fun. they actually got a, a one show, and it's a great show. I think Severance is one of the best shows I've ever seen in my life so far um will they be able to maintain that i don't know um i know that most people would probably say ted lasso um but i watched severance and i watched ted lasso and -hmm. they're not even close um severance is an absolute masterpiece ted lasso is an elevated network tv i think that was honestly so perfect great fucking takes couldn't couldn't agree more perfectly perfectly said i said elevated Um, like it was good i know you did say elevated we shouldn't be offending anybody by elevated elevated in terms Elevated in terms of the zeitgeist, right? In mm-hmm. the in the capturing of the attention of of you know what interested parties. But overall, like, is anyone clamoring to go rewatch Ted Lasso? Probably no, not. I don't think so. Probably not. 
Um, all right, so let's jump to Hulu. Uh, Hulu has a couple of contenders. We don't really watch Handmaid's Tale on this. I, I watched a bunch and dropped off. Ryan, you watched a bunch and dropped off. I was the guy, and I haven't watched. I haven't You've dropped off. Did the new season. Eric, did you ever try no. to watch it? Oh, that's okay. actually like my nightmare show. Right. So, Well, it's it's now a reality, so welcome yeah, to I don't just watch say. <laughs> You don't need to watch Handmaid's Tale. I just look through Twitter. And you I just watch the news. It is Handmaid's so, um, Okay, so can we just say it's only murders in the building at this point, which is crazy because it's the first season, but we're excited for season two. And um, that feels Hulu, has, Hulu has the has the relationship with FX, but we're not counting those shows. Um, those are cable shows. Gosh, that's so rough if that's their best show. But yeah, I'm going to go with it, I guess. Yeah. Is, I mean, is, that, is that strictly Hulu only? Yeah, that's a Hulu produced show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, okay. Yep. That, that sounds about right. Uh, by default. It kind of, yeah. Um, all right, so Netflix, well, this is easy. It's strange. There was, Ozark was, you know, it's over, so that would maybe disqualify it, but it's, also, it's not close anyways. Strange Ozark, for, me it comes, on fire. for me, it comes down to uh, the get down, the OA, <laughs> and... <laughs> I think that Ozark was good. But Altered not, Carbon. It's yeah. Not, it's not in the same vicinity of... of Ryan, Kendrick. you have an amazing knack for remembering absolutely forgettable garbage, dude. Nice work. Well, no, but it, there are shows that were like, that were pumped up. That like, Supposed to you be know, big, we, marketed. We, we, blame, we blame Netflix and some of these other streaming services, excuse me, for not like promoting their shows. And then when we do, it's Altered Carbon, it's yeah. the OA, it's all these other ones. And then you, you get into them and you watch them and jimmy's jimmy channels is like uh it's like a 75 yeah and he's watched four episodes and not interested in seeing any more yeah and that's kind of where you know and where then it's they at. fucking and, actually cancel it you know which they don't yeah. even try to do often so cable's a little different um cable is is now boiled down to two places making good shows amc because they have better call saw and FX, which is somehow on cable still making good TV. Um, I'm going to nominate Atlanta to own cable TV at this point. I mean, I have no argument against what we do that. in the shadows is great, but Atlanta is probably better. Oh, I don't know. Right. I, know. <laughs> I don't know, dude. What the you shadows is watch, pretty good. I know. But let's just give it to Atlanta. It's, you know, it's important TV anyways. Yeah, of course. Cause, All right. So HBO. You know. HBO has so many shows happening now. Um, and this isn't even including when they start Game of Thrones back up again with House of the Dragon later this year. Um, Euphoria, Barry, uh, Peacemaker, His Dark Material, White Lotus is getting another season, and Succession. So I love all the shows I just listed. I can't believe how many fucking awesome shows they have that are just at in, you know early stages, season one, season two. But for me, Succession is probably the biggest show, the most consistently good um, I guess I'd vote Succession. I just love so many of these. Barry would maybe be second. What do you guys think? I think Succession is probably their biggest show right now as they wait for, um, I guess we wait for yesterday when their actual the king of all king shows, uh, Westworld return. <laughs> not on my list. Not, uh, yeah. not on my list. I think that, that Succession is probably their biggest show right now. And I think that um, the other shows all probably have really big audiences, um, but not as big as Succession. And I do think that 
Thrones is just waiting to take its place back as yeah. probably the biggest streaming show in the world. Um, I, I, hope so. the, I hope so. Yeah, not, not even just not even just specific. So. God, that would be yeah. such good news for us, wouldn't it? Oh, that would mean that it's good. So great if, if House of the Dragon is just can't miss television, oh. like. Oh, that is what we need. We deserve. We deserve it so much. Our like, pod needs this, dude. We need. Our this pod shit. needs it, but just the world does. Like, there's just too much bad news, and there's not enough good storytelling happening. And like, I would be so excited if House of the Dragon was just like the same feeling as like Game of Thrones season six. Like, yeah, like every episode was just every person was watching it in real time. Yeah. Um, can't wait for that. I really hope that comes true. I think that out of all these Stranger Things is the title belt holder of the moment. Uh, it's just so good. I was blown away by so many aspects, how entertaining it was, how smart it was this season. Um, they planted seeds that they, we didn't know what was going on and they, they delivered it. They answered on it. It was smart, entertaining, funny, scary, uh, just looked Brilliant. Looked like a fucking movie. Had one of the best episodes of TV I've ever seen with episode four. Uh, Dear Billy. Unbelievable. It's going to win all the Emmys. Can't wait. I think it's it it, it took a step up to a different level. Yeah. And it, it moved to like, you know, it moved to like throne level, maybe even temporarily. And it, it right. probably can't keep doing that. But like in the short term, this season four was probably the best television I've seen a few years. Like, to be honest. Right. Like, like if, we compare, if we compare Stranger Things Season 4 to Throne Season 4, they're probably pretty similar, pretty close. Um, maybe Stranger Things has taken the easy way out by only doing one more season. Because it th- Game of Thrones really started to fall apart on 6 and 7. Yeah, like, there were still cool episodes, but, like, the story got a little too accelerated with what mm-hmm. they were telling. And like yeah. it probably needed to be twelve seasons for the pace they were they were telling. Yeah, it. what they were and trying then, to accomplish. And then suddenly they were like, "Just kidding! It's going to be eight. And they were like, "All right, we're going to have to really." Concentrate it's like, but don't it. worry, the episodes will be five minutes longer each, <laughs> and we'll still have <laughs> well, long scenes of like and Tyrion talking to Brienne. That and they were like, "George, what do you have for this?" And he's like, "I don't fucking know. the The New York Jets are doing well though, um, <laughs> in terms of football. Check out my blog." And they're like. No, 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 no. But I'm going like, to write about the Jets as if it's like a Renaissance fair. Like, dude. But, like, but George, a dream of spring and like, you know, where the book is headed, you know, what's what's the plan? And he's like, I fucking have no idea. Yeah. I made it too complicated. And <laughs> that's, where, that's where they ended. That's what happened. And they're like, Dan and Dave fell on the sword of like, well, we'll do the yeah. best we can. Clearly, we have no fucking clue what we're doing. Yes. Be- but you gave us a lot of good source material, and then from now we it. lost every job from now until the end of time because we fucked up the ending so bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I guess I still don't feel bad for Dan and Dave because they wanted to make a well, show about if they were still slaves. Yeah, if the South so, had won. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Imagine if that was coming out this year of, like, Dan and Dave's. If the South had won. yeah. Let's imagine like that. The tone. Let's sit with that. Oh my god. All right, is that all? Oh, the... wait. Oh wait, they did in the Supreme Court. The South won this, and they're banning does... <laughs> and bringing us back to the 1800s. That's that's all I got. You know, there's Paramount, um there's Peacock these days, who cares? That's the main ones. Um yeah, that was kind of fun, guys. Good work. All right, guys. Time to move on to our rewatch. We're back. It's been a couple weeks. With great power comes great rewatchability. This week we watched Spider-Man Home. Yeah, we did. Had to rent it again, but it was so good. So far. I think that this was, I'm going to go so far as to say that I think this was the best um, intro movie to a super superhero ever. 
by mm-hmm. a, a great amount, like by a lot. There yeah. was no origin story. You started with the character having appeared in a different movie, and you were just expected to understand the story. Is that a problem? No. No, no it, was, it wasn't a problem was for us. So much better. They've told that Spider-Man story so many times mm-hmm. in every different way. In Into the Spider-Verse, in Spider-Man, in uh, The Amazing Spider-Man, in the Spider-Man cartoon, in the Spider-Man comic. It's been told so many times. If you watch a bunch of superhero movies and you didn't know what was going on, that's fucking on you at this point. This dropped you in and gave you all of the background knowledge you needed of what this version of Spider-Man was like and what his life was like. But it didn't have to waste time with him going to a lab and getting bit by a radioactive spider. We didn't need that. He already had done that. We We just knew it. And so I, I thought this was so masterfully done. I thought the like filming of his first time being in the Avengers, like at the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. was so perfect and funny. I thought Tom Holland was such a incredible choice for Spider-Man. He just is Spider-Man. He's like fucking Harry Potter being Daniel Radcliffe at this point, in yeah. my opinion. And I, the thing I kept thinking, because like when I watch these movies, I want to think like, what do I want to say on the podcast? And like sure. the one thing I kept finding myself thinking was, man, the chemistry between, um, oh gosh, why can't it Spider-Man? Tom Holland and Robert Downey Jr.? Yes, thank you. Tom Holland and Robert Downey Jr. Their chemistry is so good that I like yeah. I'm like taken out of the movie and I kept thinking I have to talk about this on the podcast. They are a match made in movie heaven. Yeah. And I think it's the best part of the movie anytime they interact. And by a lot. And so good. I'm I'm going to I'm going to hop in and agree completely with Eric uh because I think in the uh, Avengers Civil War movie when we're introduced to Tom Holland's Spider-Man and you have that father-son relationship portrayed in a um uh, like a very like cautious like protectionary you know type of thing of like yeah you're on the team but I need to make sure you're safe at all times mm-hmm. it's a really powerful seed for how Tony Stark in the films feels about Peter Parker yeah and that's not something we've gotten in any of the previous Spider-Man movies um in terms of a you know quote unquote like father figure uh looking over him and then you know it in lieu of uh tony stark is happy um in this movie a a lot of times Mm -hmm. so um you know kind of being that surrogate you know like father if you will um in that entire thing so i think i think the way that they like sort of did this in the opposite way of like we're going to introduce spider-man in the big group movie Mm -hmm. and then we're going to go into uh his like origin story is absolutely fucking brilliant and like difficult to pull off and they did it in a magnificent way of like having iron man you know tony stark be on the periphery yeah you know of everything but not the center of attention and it was just it was masterfully balanced and i that that i thought that was one of the more brilliant aspects of of homecoming i totally agree i think you guys touched on something that i didn't even really make the connection until now but i think some of the best scenes were obviously him and tony stark right some of the other best scenes were him and the vulture both kind of like older intimidating successful men and it's like the dichotomy right of like here's a good good father figure here's a bad one this is my girlfriend's father here's my like idol um and it really produced 
incredible scenes. I mean, some like maybe the stuff where when Tom, when Spider-Man got in trouble, he fucked up the fairy and then Iron Man comes in and like steps out of the suit. Yes, I am here because I do care. And I'm going to kind of scold you, which I've never had to do before. And then this, that scene. And then the scene where he's in the car with, with car scene is, is the vulture. Unbelievable. The dad talk. But aren't they mirror? Aren't they supposed to sort of juxtapose? I mean, it's so yeah, good. Yeah, no, that, and that makes total sense because um, one is they're both saying you're messing with things you don't understand. Right. right? Yeah. And, like you're and, just a and it makes sense. Was. It makes sense. It makes sense from both. Both he angles. was overmatched by everybody. I mean, it, you know, the funny thing is we've watched now two Spider-Man series and he gets bit by the spider. They do a quick montage and then he goes and faces the biggest and most powerful villains he'll ever face. And he's like right toe to toe with them. Um, in this, he was fallible. He was bored. Sometimes didn't know what to do with Very his powers. Yeah. He was, um, he went up against Vulture, which is like C grade villain. I mean, you know, Doc Ock and, um, and you know, who's, who's like, who's Harry's dad, the Osborne, who's that guy? Um, uh, Green Goblin. Yeah. Green Goblin. Like these are A tier villains. He couldn't handle him. He never actually beat him. In the end, he didn't take him down. Um, the guy like flew away and his wings malfunctioned, right? He yeah. couldn't even handle him. So it's just like that is a little bit more believable and realistic to me as like a 15 year old kid with powers. It's like you are overmatched, but it's more of like your spirit that's fucking making you the hero than just your raw power and talent. Well, and and the the I, I don't know maybe the other side of that is when he was done with the Avengers and the and the film starts and he's like trying to be the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man and he's doing it all wrong and mm-hmm. like he's knocking like he did the bike thing and is like did you if this is your bike great if not don't steal it again yeah. and then like someone <laughs> right. else that was like trying to like get into their car. And they're like, dude, he's like, this is my car. And he's like, you know, I lost my keys. And then, you know, Stan Lee is out the window like, hey, turn that down. You know, yeah. so like it was a it was a really interesting, like kind of like a like a reverse portal of everything that they had done in all of the previous Spider-Man movies. And they completely flipped it on its head Mm -hmm. because he's already been an Avenger and he thinks he's King Dingaling and he's the shit. And it turns out like you're not that needed at this time. Right. And you're fucking bored. And so you're creating all these adventures. And I, you know, everything about like the Stark tech for the Spider-Man suit is elite storytelling and fun. And like, you know, the whole like, oh, we're going to activate the spider drone, you know, or whatever. All the surprises that he went through. Yeah. All that stuff was so cool. Like, even though I've seen this before. When that that kind of stuff happens, it's like, oh my god, I forgot. That's so awesome. Yeah, and and that that felt really cool seeing that stuff again. I just think like every time he's talking too much, like he is in the comic books and stuff, like he's kind of cocky and funny, and like he's just over talking all the time. Like it's just so funny, and he's just such a relatable, fun character. So I love this. I can't wait for more. I know that like um, this might be the best of the Spider-Man movies, in my opinion. I think it's probably my favorite. Yeah, I, I do. I think this is probably my favorite Spider-Man. Okay. Um, um, the next yeah, two I, I don't think are quite as good. Um, but yeah. Is- Even No Way Home, you think, you know, where they bring in the last couple guys. That I can't wait for that. It's going to be a really cool I culmination think, for this. I think they kind of rival. I, I think the middle one, I forget which which one that is. Far, I think far the middle from one, home is coming Far next. From Home is kind of meh. That's very mid. Yeah. Um, to, listen, am I using that term right? Like you nailed kids, it. You I, absolutely it's very mid. Um, But I think... I. 
think No Way Home might be able to rival Homecoming uh, in terms of quality. Well, here's the beautiful thing about the rewatches. We won't know until we rewatch it. That's how we rank these things. That puts it in everything in perspective. Um, what is your guys's? Are we ready for, for our T-scores? I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. I'm going to go first. Uh, I never go first. I'm going to go away with a 92. I really like this movie. Okay. I think it's my favorite Spider-Man movie. Oh. Um, I actually think the last two Spider-Man movies have been the best two, um, Into the yep. Spider-Verse and um, Homecoming. Yes. Uh, I think they're actually very far ahead of all of the other ones. Um, I know Spider-Man 1 is The protagonist good. is, one, believable, two, likable. They, the, by far the most out of any of them. He, yeah. the, Tom Holland is the best. I mean, I was one that was going to be like, well, Toby had his moments and Andrew is underrated. Fuck that, dude. Tom Holland is no, by no, no. far the best Spider-Man. And and I also think they dude they fucking nailed Michael Keaton. Oh, yes, coming off of like like he's the perfect age, perfect look. He has the perfect demeanor. I love the backstory. I love the motivation. He's Mm -hmm. a very good actor, like just just as an actor in general. Yes, and he fucking kills kills Mm -hmm. the role of uh. Jesus Christ. Vulture. Yeah, and it's, it's great because he also is like he's not a big enough threat that the Avengers show up or even yeah. Iron Man shows up or anything. He's too really big of a fucking threat for Spider-Man. He's too, too big, big of a deal for Spider-Man, but he's too small of a deal for everybody else. And so yeah. that is why he feels important in this, even though he like if the Hulk showed up, Hulk would just break his wings, smash his head in, and he'd be dead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you know, but even the finale, right? That was like he's stealing the plane. Um it was a great big action set piece that felt realistic. They had planted the seeds the whole time for that, but it wasn't like he has to, Spider-Man has to save the world. Dude, he was saving a plane and like preventing this guy from getting way too powerful. Uh, even that made sense. So, all right. So back to the Rotten Tomato score. You said 92. Um, my score is 93 and I love this movie. It's my second highest. Of course I gave last week's into the Spider-Verse a 98. And I stand by that, but uh, that movie is even just a little bit more rewatchable, but this movie's damn near perfect. So I want to, I just want to back here at your previous scores. No, I was looking at uh, Michael uh, filmography since 2017 and he hasn't done. No, he doesn't done much. Anything uh, dope sick. As like the the miniseries, the Trial of Chicago Seven, which we talked about on the podcast, um, he was a bit part in Dumbo. Um, he was a bit part in Morbius and a bit part in The Flash. Well, uh, Birdman was, was really big for him. That Arturo movie that was like an yeah, indie movie that was significantly earlier. Okay. Uh, anyway, um, so but anyway. I think that bringing in Michael Keaton for kind of their big bad in this film bumped it up. I'm Eric. What'd you have? 92 Jimbo 93. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm right on that. I'm gonna go 92. I mean, it, it was phenomenal. Like this is a, this is a great movie. This is such a rewatchable movie. It doesn't matter so if you've funny. seen it in yeah. a year. Happy is a great conduit to Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Um, they they did a brilliant job of like kind of bridging that gap. You know, the whole thing with Aunt May and and Happy kind of you know that whole relationship kind of budding initially. 
uh, everything about this sh- this movie is is pretty fantastic overall. Agreed. I'm into Agreed. it. I can't. I can't I wait for next week. We have uh, Spider Man Far From Home next week, so um, can't wait to watch that one as well. All these Holland Spider Mans are freaking great. It's going to be a watch. Can't wait. Join us on that. But that's all the time we have this week. Uh, thanks for tuning into the Northeast Podcast. Go back, check out our sports cast. Until next week, thank you guys for hanging out with your best friends here at this podcast. Thank you.